Hello everyone, welcome to Cinema's Soft Underbelly, your one-stop shop for all things horror-related science fiction, fantasy, gems in the rough, movies that should be seen, and I am bringing them to you. Today, I uh, decided that uh, I, I would like to, I, I like doing lists, and so, and don't we all like to listen to lists? No. Well, I'm going to do a list show. Um, and <clears throat> the reason I'm doing this particular one is uh, because I recently watched the uh, the granddaddy of all horror movies, and <clears throat> it, it made me, uh, uh, I guess, consider other movies in this particular subgenre that I find really fascinating, and I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, which ones I think are uh, the best of the best, and some honorable mentions, and that would be the category of uh, possession movies. Uh, I'm very fascinated by this, uh, just because I do believe in an afterlife, and so I as fantastical as a lot of these movies are that I'm going to be talking about, I, I just like the fact that uh, I do believe that there is good and evil, and I don't want to get all spiritual or whatever, but uh, I, it, it fascinates me uh, when I see certain movies that really connect with me, thinking, you know, there could be some truth-ishness to, to, uh, to this. So, um, anyway, so I just compiled a list of movies that... I think are one thought provoking, two scary, three sometimes gory, well made uh, that deal with possession. And some of these are kind of on the outskirts of actual possession. Uh, some of them are a little bit more like maybe I don't want to say haunted house, but kind of haunted houses. But it still has that feel of a possession type of thing. Uh, and I'll get into that. So. Uh, I wanted to go over some honorable mentions to start with, and then uh, we'll get into the uh, the best of the best. And um, first up is uh, just looking through my list here. First up is some, these are these are honorable mentions, and for me, it seems like a lot of the best uh, possession, demonic possession type movies are older. And I'm not sure if it's just the, the, the feel of something from the 70s that makes it feel more evil. Uh, but anymore, just it, there, it's, it's rare that a new release can really scare me uh, like those old ones. Having said that, there are some fantastic, fantastic newer movies that deal with possession that I think are very, very effective. Uh, and first up uh, is a movie that is on Netflix right now, and it's one of those that uh, you look at the, the picture of it and you're like, yeah, no, this isn't going to be good. This actually looks terrible. And then you watch it, and I believe it's – and I'm not going to get into the technical aspects, the director, all that stuff. This is because the, the list is long. I want to keep it fairly brief. Um, so do your own research on these movies. But this one here is on Netflix, and it's called Asmodexia. And I've talked about this show before on uh, on Movie Freaks, and I believe I've touched on it a bit on my own show in a previous episode. But it is on Netflix. I think it's a Spanish movie, and um, it's about a, this 
priest and a girl, and they're uh, on a mission. And uh, the whole movie is okay until it gets to that ending. And the ending is the reason that that is an honorable mention, because I still think of that movie and effectiveness of, of the ending. In fact, that ending was so good, I rewound it on Netflix and watched it over again, that ending, just to grasp it all, because it was really good. So check that one out. Uh, and I, Some of these, especially the newer ones, I'm going to probably uh, veer towards not giving any spoilers, because uh, some of them... Uh, it, basically, some of them will be obviously ruined if I talk about spoilers. So, um, if you want to know more about the movie, go watch it. That's what you should be doing. Um, anyway, okay. Uh, next up is, um, oh boy, there's, there's, the list is long. I'm going to jump now to, uh, an, another new one that I thought was pretty good. And this one here got crapped on pretty bad. But I still think it is effective. I've watched it, I think, three times now, and I'm like, you know what? This is a good movie, and this is one that it it caters to the uh, it caters to the teen crowd. And so right off the bat, I should be like, what? No, no, no. But honestly, it works for me, and that is the haunting of Molly Hartley. And for a 85 minute movie that um, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's not gory or anything, but it's just a kind of a cool little movie, and it has a great ending. In fact, the ending was uh, just like the last one. The ending was the reason I liked it so much. I'm like, oh, wow, they, they went there with that. That's cool. I'm probably in the vast minority of people that enjoy that movie, but I did like it. I thought that it was really good, and uh, it deserves at least at least one viewing just to, to see what uh, – if, if you like it. I'm just curious. So anyway, okay. Uh, next up is another one on um, – this one here is on Netflix as well, and it's called Starry Eyes. And like Asmodexia, this is one where you see the cover and you're like, nah, this is probably not going to be good. And uh, then you watch it and you're like, okay, it's low budget and it has that uh, HD camera hipster feel going on, but uh, again, it goes there and the end is Great. The end. They, they don't. They don't wuss out on the endings of these movies, and I really like that. I like that uh, that they end. And you're like, wow, that that ending made the movie. And this is another one where the ending makes the movie. So check that one out. It should still be on uh, Netflix. Uh, okay. And here is a couple of. And I'm not going to include uh, these on the best of like my top because they're such short films. But I thought they deserved an honorable mention because of just how hardcore and uh, rough these movies are. And uh, that would be Love for Mother Only and Ninjas. And those are short films. I've talked about them on my show. And uh, I urge you to go to Vimeo and do a search. Or I think they might even be on YouTube, at least Love for Mother Only. I'm not 100% sure. But they are online. Check them out. Watch them with the lights out. Turn up the volume and be completely horrified because those things are crazy. Uh, big thumbs up there. Uh, another honorable mention here is uh, We Are Still Here. And this one here, it's a little bit more haunted house-ish than Possession. But uh, And some of these movies, 
that I'm talking about, uh, it's that overall feel of the movie. If, if you get that feeling of, I guess, an evil presence, I almost consider that to be a, a demonic possession type thing. And this movie has that. It took me two viewings to, to truly like this movie. And that, in fact, it's to the point now where I think this movie is great. Uh, the first time I'm like, eh, kind of low budget and Larry Fessenden's in it, which I, he, I, he's in so much stuff and I, I like him. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley's in it. Uh, some of the acting is, in it, but the overall feel of the movie. And again, that last, this one here, the last 20 minutes or so are, is it's a complete and total bloodbath and it's a really cool movie. And it's, for a low-budget movie, it's extremely, extremely well-made, and I highly recommend you checking that one out. Uh, they stretched that budget to the max, and it definitely works. And, uh, yeah, it's a, a really good movie. I have a feeling that that's one that the more I watch it, the more I'm going to like it. Okay, now we're going all the way back to the 60s with Christopher Lee's The Devil Rides Out. And... Um, this one here is an odd one. Uh, it's it has a whole bunch of things thrown into it, but it, it, this is like a, a devil cult and possession, and it's so weird. And there's so much thrown into it. And Christopher Lee's the good guy, yet the entire way through, you're like, what? Why is he a good guy? He seems like he should be bad, but he's the good guy in this. So it's a Hammer movie, and of course, Christopher Lee has to be in it. It's a great movie, and the more I watch it, the more I like it. Uh, it's just, it's not overly scary, but it works. It, it does what it's supposed to do. So give that one a watch. Uh, it hasn't been released, to my knowledge, on Blu-ray here in the States, but it is on uh, Blu-ray in the UK, and the transfer is phenomenal. They did a great job remastering that thing. And uh, so anyway, highly recommend that movie. It's really good. Um, next up is Racing with the Devil. And that one is about a bunch of uh, these cult members that are chasing down David Carradine and uh, family members in their RV. And it's more of an action movie, but there is a great sacrifice scene in the beginning that is like, wow, this was PG? Okay. Um, anyway, it's a good movie. Very much just an honorable mention. Definitely nothing you know you, that you have to run out and see. So... Anyway, uh, okay, and another reason why why I'm doing this is because recently I watched another Possession movie uh, on uh, online and it called Anguish, and it got pretty good reviews, and I watched it, and I, I hated it. Uh, it was hipster, pretentious. I, I didn't buy any of it, uh, and it was just angsty, and, uh, uh, and so that made me think of that, along with the best movie in this genre, watching those two made me think, ah, I should, I should put together a little, compile a little list here of, of ones that you guys should check out. So, uh, anyway, I'm just throwing that anguish out there. It is a possession movie. Not a good one though. Uh, okay. Next up is just looking through my list here. Um, this one here uh, is not really possession, but I'm going to just mention it, uh, because, of the subject matter in the second half and dealing with the afterlife, and that is uh, the French movie Martyrs from 2008. Not a possession movie, but very much a cult-ish movie. And the overall sense of evil 
that is felt in the movie deserves a spot on the honorable mentions. If you haven't seen Martyrs, you gotta watch Martyrs. Uh, it is grueling, uh, very, very well made and very effective. And I know that the ending is very divisive in, in that some people really like the ending, and then others are like, "What? Come on! There's there needs to be more." I thought the ending was perfect because it was a gut punch to what came before it, which was even more of a gut punch. So everything about that movie worked for me, but it's not one that I can revisit often because it's really, really hardcore. Okay. Um, you know what? So I don't run out of time. I'm going to give my top five uh, possession movies of all time. And then if there's any time left, I will, uh, I'll touch on, on a couple other honorable mentions. So, uh, and by again, by possession, I'm talking about the whole good versus evil. So not necessarily flat out possession, but uh, you know what I mean. Okay, so number five is the original Omen. Uh, this is about uh, the Antichrist being born, and this is from the '70s, and it feels every bit the '70s, and it works beautifully. Gregory Peck's in it, and everything about this movie is classic horror cinema of the 70s. And yes, it is a uh, uh, a bit dated, but the score, everything about it works. And I will say this. This is one where the remake actually did not bother me that came out in 2006. Uh, I actually thought that the movie was good. Um, it worked on almost every level. Uh, and I'm, again, I'm one of the minority that really enjoys the remake, but the original is, of course, better. But I highly recommend you check out The Omen. Okay, that was number five. Number four is now this one here. I I hesitated to uh, to put on because it's a short film, but it's so it's so good and it's longer than a half hour. I'm like, you know what? This goes on the best of because I make my own rules, and that is Safe Haven, short film found on VHS Part Two. Um, this is one of the most grueling, effective. Uh, short movies you will ever see. In fact, I urge you to check out all of VHS Part 2. It is superior to the first one in every way, and it is one of the best horror movies of the last 10 years. It's fantastic. But Safe Haven is so good. You have to check out Safe Haven. It's great. Okay, that's number four. Um, number three, and here's where it's going to get a little bit more tricky for me. Um <clears throat> I would have to say is Kill List. And this is an uh, um, Irish movie, I believe, uh, came out several years ago. And this is one where I, I can't talk a whole lot about it. You have to see it. Um, it is completely crazy. Um, and that's all I'm going to say. Check out Kill List. Uh, and bring a strong stomach because it is hardcore. Um, okay. Uh, looking through my list here. Um, I'm going to say that, uh, that was number three. Number two is for me going to have to be the exorcism, exorcism of Emily Rose. And, uh, this is one that no matter how many times I watch it, it is genuinely scary. And, and what helps make that movie so good is the fact that it's not just a horror movie, but there it's, there's a great story and a great crime uh, courtroom thriller in there as well that's every bit as interesting as the actual case of possession in the movie. But 
for a PG-13 rated movie, that is one of the most effective uh, PG-13 rated movies I've ever seen. It still holds up extremely well. It still scares the hell out of me. I urge you to check that movie out. It is so good. And number one, and this is no surprise, the granddaddy of all possession movies is The Exorcist. Of course. Um, I'm not sure what more can be said about The Exorcist. I just recently recently rewatched this. I have so many stories about this movie and how it's affected me each and every single time I watch it. I either see something new in the movie or I experience something different. Um, I've had the weirdest dreams after watching this movie. I've felt a presence after watching this movie, as weird as that seems. Uh, and it's hard to explain, but it's there. And I, uh, I gotta say, this is not only the most effective, uh, possession, uh, demonic movie ever made, but it is one of the most effective movies of all time. And one of my favorite movies of all time. I urge you to check out the Blu-ray of The Exorcist. It looks great. I generally lean towards watching the, uh, the extended version versus the theatrical cut. There are a couple of CGI scenes thrown in there, I believe, or some some new some new footage here in there. Uh, but I, I gotta say that there's a new scene with Father Marin in it uh, that I really like towards the end, and it just it to me it feels a little bit more like there's a, even more of an of a, an evil presence going throughout the entire movie. And so and the spider walk backwards is great. Just a really good movie. Uh, one of the best of all time, actually. So, anyway, that's my top five. And honestly, some of those could almost be swapped out for some of these other ones I'm going to just uh, briefly uh, mention here. Uh, Exorcist 3. The reason that I, I love Exorcist 3, but the reason that's not on my top five is because I am holding out hope for uh, the director's cut version of that to surface on Blu ray. And supposedly it is coming. Uh, so, I reserved the right to. I want to see that version. I want to see what what was cut out of it or what it could have been because it's a very different thing from what was originally planned for. So hopefully I will see that sometime in the future. Um, Amityville Horror, the original Amityville Horror. It, it It isn't as good as The Omen or The Exorcist, but it's still a really, really good movie. And that's definitely more of a haunted house movie. But uh, it does deal with possession with the father, and again, it, watch Amityville Horror. Come on. If you haven't seen that, what's wrong with you? It's a great movie. Uh, but what makes that movie so cool is uh, the 70s feel of it. And that's another prime example of if, like, even the remake, it's good, but, you know, buff Ryan Reynolds is in it as the crazy dad, and it's like, eh, and the CGI. It's still a good movie, but something about that original uh, from the 70s, it just was scary. The music, the editing, um, the very lo-fi special effects, everything about it just worked. And that was a great book, too. I read that book. Fantastic book. So check out Amityville Horror and its sequel, The Italian Produced uh, Amityville to the Possession. It was really good. Um, a lot more mean-spirited than the first one. A lot more violent and gory and just, uh, honestly, a lot more Italian. But it's a good movie. I, I, I liked it. After part two, things went downhill fast in the Amityville series. Uh, but anyway, the first two solid movies. Uh, the Sentinel. And The Sentinel is another one that almost made the list. It was so close. Um, a woman moves into an apartment building complex thing, 
and there's a lot of weird characters in that building, and it may or may not be uh, something to do with Gates of Hell. I'm not going to say. Just check it out. It, Along with Omen and Exorcist and Amityville, it has that 70s feel, uh, and the ending of that movie is so good. Uh, this one here, I'll, I'll, almost all of these almost made my top five. And this one here came really close because, honestly, this and The Omen could almost be swapped out. But The Omen, I, I have a little bit more history with The Omen. I've seen that a lot more times than The, the Sentinel. But definitely check out The Sentinel. It really is good. Um, next up is Rec Part 2. And this is the Spanish found footage movie. Uh, not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. It, this is more of a outright horror movie. Uh, but they do get into demonic possession in Rec 2. And it works quite well. I would advise you to check out the first one uh, before watching two. But after that, you there's absolutely no reason to watch three and four. And the remake uh, was okay-ish. But uh, Rec 1 and 2 are fantastic. Some of the best found footage movies you will ever see. And Rec 2 is hardcore. It's great. So check that one out. Um, okay, uh, there's another one uh, called Antichrist. And this was an Italian production, I believe. Uh, woman gets possessed, and it's a very much ripoff of Exorcist. And a good one. Very exploitative. Uh, but I liked it. Uh, it doesn't have a Blu-ray release to my knowledge. If it does, it's probably a German release. Uh, in fact, I believe it, it was. Uh, it did get a German release. But anyway, uh, good movie. It, there's a scene with a goat in it that, yeah, there you go. That's all I'll say. Goat. Um... Okay, uh, oh, here we go. Roman Polanski's The Ninth Gate. Great movie. Johnny Depp's in it. He drives a Dodge Viper. It's got a crazy ending that you want to talk about for an hour straight afterward, trying to figure out everything that came before it, but uh, very much a, a uh, demonic-type spiritual uh, movie. Underrated. Big-time underrated. That movie there deserves a lot more praise than it gets. Uh Roman Polanski, that might be my favorite Roman Polanski movie. I know a lot of people like, like Rosemary's Baby, which I didn't even put on my honorable mentions because it's an okay movie, but it just it didn't do much for me. If you want to watch a good movie that deals with spiritual stuff, for me, I would highly urge Ninth uh, Gate. It's a great movie. In fact, I have it pulled out on my Blu-ray shelf to re-watch. Um, oh, you know what? I screwed up. I didn't have this one in my top five, and this one is definitely, definitely in my top five. So because it's my show and because I can do whatever I want, I am going to swap out a movie. How do you like them apples? Um, so uh, let's just say that all the movies that I just listed get bumped back one spot. So this is the top six because here's number two. I completely missed this one. I'm sorry. It's House of the Devil, Ty West. Uh, talked about this on my show. Talked about this on Movie Freaks. This is so good. So good. And so scary. And uh, it's the best movie from the 80s that was not made in the 80s. Check this one out for the slow burn buildup to uh, an uncontrollably intense, horrific last 15, 20 minutes. Uh, it gem in the rough here. This is a nearly perfect movie on every level. Uh, you just have to see it. But that one there, I can't believe I missed that. Duh, Eugene. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> James Wan, Insidious, and Conjuring. Both of those are almost 
equal to me. I think that Insidious is a bit scarier, and Conjuring is a bit more uh, grounded in reality, if you can call it that. Both are very good, very scary. Uh, the more you rewatch them, especially Conjuring, the less scary it is. I think that Insidious is scarier, but it's just well made, and uh, it relies so heavily on sound editing and like screechy violin sounds and. This one here, the jump scares are truly effective and work great, unlike uh, other lower-budget movies that, oh, okay, you put a loud jump scare in there to scare me, and it didn't work. It works here in spades. Um, okay, uh, moving on. I'm almost done here. Rob Zombie's Witches of Salem. And other than the fact that I'm not a huge fan of uh, Sherry Moon Zombie as a lead, She's okay. I, I really dug her in House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. Uh, in the Halloween movies and this one here, not as much. But I don't hate her like some people do. It's, she, it's, she's not bad. But this one here is uh, very evil. Like, very oppressively evil. And that's Rob Zombie for you. I liked it. I thought it works good. Uh, I've watched it three or four times. And every time I'm like, yep, that was creepy. And I feel like I need to take a shower now because it just oozes Satan-y stuff. Uh, but it's a good movie, uh, and in fact, it could have been a it could have been a great movie had it uh, been for uh, another if they, if he would have gotten a, a different lead. As it is, though, highly recommend you check that one out. Good stuff. Um, Almost done here. Uh, there's another one from the '70s, an Italian movie called Beyond the Door that I really dug. Blatant exorcist ripoff, but it is effective. I use that word a lot, but it is. It's it's a lot more exploitative and uh, just like something you would expect. But it was good. I, I dug it. Uh, that one used to be on Netflix. I'm not sure if it is anymore. Uh, but try and find that one. It's pretty good. Uh, that one barely makes my honorable mention, but just enough. It, it's on there. So anyway, that kind of covers all of the ones that I wanted to. There are some other ones that are certainly worth uh, worth a watch that barely fall under this into this category, but you know they, they do enough to to check them out, I guess. And I'm honestly I've I've talked about so many movies I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna get into some of the other ones. Um, anyway, that's going to do it for uh, for this show. So hopefully you check out some of these movies and you like them um, like I did and if not ah, hey, I tried um, you can get a hold of me at eugene-weaver at hotmail.com with any questions or comments or movies I should watch or tell me how wrong I am about my list of Satan movies um, or hey you were right whatever and obviously make sure to tune into Movie Freaks we're going to be recording a new episode this Wednesday and Jess Hicks, our other co-host, will finally be back after a week-long hiatus, so we're looking forward to having her back on the show. And, of course, uh, be sure to tune in to our friends over at Cinema Sidekicks. We always like to hear from them, and I am looking forward to doing a guest spot on their show in the near future, so look out for that as well. Um, coming up soon, uh, I think that I'm going to be doing another episode here pretty soon talking about more... Uh, European Blu-ray release goodness because man, those uh, there's just different companies in uh, in Europe that are really uh, bringing out the 
the cool old school horror movies. And I love talking about uh, Blu-ray labels and what like the remastering process and all that good stuff. So stay tuned. More of that coming soon. Uh, but anyway, that's going to do it for my show today. Thanks again for listening and until next time.